Yo, what is going on, Anchor? It's Vernon Ross, author, master message. And you know, of course, I talk about podcasts. I talk about I talk about writing. I talk about speaking. Um, I talk about a lot of different things, but it's all kind of in the same genre of things. Don't you love that word, genre? Um, well, I think you can say it two words: genre or genre. I like the genre word. Anyway, sorry, tangent. I talk about speaking, podcasting, marketing, digital marketing, and how it all relates. So one of the things that I do is I I work with um, the University of Missouri-St. Louis, and I teach a podcasting boot camp. Uh, I do it once per semester for... um, bachelor and master's degree level students for a certificate program that they have really really cool program love the fact that i get to teach podcasting and it's like a total overview from if you don't have a podcast by the end we've probably gonna uh, we've probably recorded a podcast episode or at least a mini episode um gone through the equipment all of the host the industry the share of ear report from uh from nielsen or one of the research, whichever, oh, Forrester Research, um, talked about the different things within podcasting and addressed each one of their individual podcasting curiosities, problems, or questions. It is a full day. I mean, it's eight hours of nonstop talking. I go through about two liters of water. It's crazy. So in that, inevitably... And in every conversation I have with a podcaster, a lot of the conversations here on Anchor, we talk about podcast monetization. And people always seem to think, or podcasters seem to think, that monetizing a podcast comes directly from the podcast, which it does not. The podcast is a, it doesn't always, I should say that. Um, A podcast is not necessarily the vehicle that's going to directly make you money. You could quite possibly make more money from the the involvement of being a podcast host and using this platform to do other things than you will directly off the podcast. So I've made more money because I was a podcaster, or not was, but because I am a podcaster than the podcast itself has made me money. I've gotten sponsorships for the podcast from various places, you know, whether it's Audible, uh, whether it's lynda.com, that was one of my sponsors. The Duda Mobile sponsored the podcast for a while. Media.net is a partner. Podbean's a sponsor. Um, all kinds of stuff as far as sponsorship is concerned. Uh, I think even Videoblocks, they recently sponsored for... Uh, it's about 90 bucks or something like that. Um, there's a lot of money you can make with sponsorship that way. But it's the clients that you get when you set yourself up to have them. So I think a mistake that some people make, or maybe it's just um, oh they overlook, you can set yourself up like an agency, a digital agency or a podcast agency, a host for hire. There's so many different ways that you can farm out your services to actually monetize that and you'll make more money. 
So for instance, one of the things I do is social media branding, personal branding in particular. Uh, I talk about that. Because of my expertise in podcasts, I was invited onto something from that, made a relationship or you know, um, developed a relationship with one of the attendees who reached out to me separately to get more information. That developed into a contract to help her launch a very successful podcast. Launched that podcast, and then from there, she referred me to work to do some branding work with an organization she works with um, that resulted in three times what, I, what she paid me to launch her podcast. So from that one relationship from appearing on like a webinar, I was able to leverage that into uh, I think almost $4,000 worth of revenue. So that's one of the things you can do with podcasts and I'll talk to you more about it in the next one. All right. so. Continuing the conversation for, about leveraging your podcast, um, so like I was saying, that resulted in um, about four grand worth of revenue, something like that, uh, maybe a little bit more. Uh, there's a ton of other relationships that I've been able to build and then leverage the fact that I'm a podcaster, have my own podcast, and actually not my anchor podcast. My anchor podcast, I really haven't leveraged that for anything, but relationships that I'm building now, but. My regular podcast, the Social Strategy Podcast, which I host on Podbean, I've been able to directly leverage the fact that I'm a podcaster, uh, not because of where I host, but because of the content that I create. There's a thing called um, borrowed influence, and uh, it's actually a talk that I that I've done uh, to a group of business owners. And the premise of borrowed influence is, and uh, Miss Eileen talked about this on a free podcast host and she may have talked about it on her station. It was one of the, it was one of the two, but Miss Eileen was talking about it. And a couple of years ago I came up with this thing called the influence equation. And I'll I'll have to talk to you guys about that later because it's actually pretty good. Uh it was from another book that I read and I kind of borrowed parts of that and put my own stuff in it. And it's you know, it's called the influence equation. And it equals your your audience and another person's audience and what you borrow from that audience. So the purpose is leveraging interviews, whether it's you being interviewed on another podcast of an influencer, which is harder to do based on where you are in your journey, or getting influencers to come onto your podcast that are not necessarily in the industries that you currently serve that have a bigger reach, usually two to three times more than what you currently have will result in you growing your audience more than you would be able to do on your own. Not only does it result in you being able to grow your audience, but it gives you a certain amount of authority because you've been able to have the person on your podcast. Now there's something that's key and a lot of people miss this. You can't just ask questions. It can't be a question and answer session. And when I hear this from podcast hosts where Everything is just a question. And sometimes when you have a crap guest or you just have a guest that's just not good at conversation, you have to result, you know, sometimes to the, you know, the question and answer. And you can s still try to turn it into a conversation, but the equation works better when you can actually have a conversation, sometimes a debate, and get them to say, 
oh wow that's a good question or oh wow no one's ever asked me that before or oh wow you make a good point or you're absolutely right because their validation of you saying something that they feel is number one valid that they feel is a good point uh, that they feel is authoritative it instantly gives you credibility not only with your audience but it gives you credibility with their audience and so you're borrowing the influence of their audience because they've given you a nod to your credibility I had this happen when I interviewed Gary Vaynerchuk on my podcast a couple years ago um, Gary was in an airport holding up the plane for the interview he said this on the interview and he also said hey I'm glad I passed up the Wall Street Journal to do this podcast because you're honoring my time because I was wrapping up as we were getting to the end of the 15 minutes that he promised and he appreciated it and he also appreciated the fact that I knew what the clouds and dirt was which was one of the things that he was doing and one of the things he was pushing that was not getting that much play and the fact that he was paying attention to Instagram two years ago before he went in hard on Instagram this past year and I brought it up I'm like so the game is switching to Instagram I know you've been doing snapchat but what's going on with Instagram I see you moving towards there it's gonna be hot in a couple of years right and so the the conversation that we had and I already knew Gary previously from a couple of things that you know we had met at and and had been involved with together so it made me more of an authority and I actually booked business right after that interview posted just because people knew that I knew Gary and uh, and the type of conversation that we had so they wanted to hire me as their social media expert because they could reference the episode with their clients I'll continue more in the next wave all right so continuing the the conversation with monetization and opportunities outside of anchor or whatever your podcasting platform is the cool part about leveraging your knowledge and stuff like that uh, I was on a I was asked to moderate a panel and uh, it was for st. Louis design week uh, it's a it's a week where designers get together they do stuff and uh, one of the relationships that I was able to form I actually met um, one of the people at this company at another event uh, because I was involved with um, the social media club of st. Louis I was a board member there um, met one of the persons from that company then met the CEO of that company and I moderated the panel um, because I am the type of moderator that I am I don't just ask questions I ask questions I challenge I get involved in the conversation I'm not a um, I'll just throw the questions out and let it go where it goes I want conversations and it you know it got it got a uh, it got interesting because with this being st. Louis it, it could not just be about design and fashion it ended up being um, we ended up talking about race uh, socioeconomic impact in the african-american community of jobs and opportunities where they existed and how they existed it was a very interesting conversation um, but I hit it off really well decided to stay for dinner ended up having dinner with the CEO of this other company and that has resulted directly in me doing some digital marketing work for that company but literally like just happened <laughs> and we're still in the pilot phases of it now 
But that's just one of the ways that you can use your skill as a podcaster to leverage yourself outside of this platform. So for instance, um, one of the things that you can do is a host for hire. There are plenty of places that want to create podcasts. They want to create internal podcasts for employees. They want to create public podcasts for their brand, uh, like small businesses, for instance. A pitch that you could do, so this is going to be pitch time. I'm going to try to do it in the, the less than three minutes that I have. You call up a local business. Uh, for instance, maybe it's a hardware store. And I'm going to go with as unsexy as I can get. You call up Jake's Hardware. Hey, Jake's Hardware. This is this is Vernon from the Social Strategy Podcast. How are you doing? Uh, we're we're doing great. Hey, great. I'm working with a few local businesses to create niche podcasts for their business. Would you guys be interested in being able to provide customer information, um, training, how tos, stuff like that in the podcast, so that your customers would be able to maybe listen to that on iTunes, learn more about your business, become more advocates, and use your business more of a, as a resource instead of just where they come to get their hardware. Does that sound interesting at all? Oh, uh, well, maybe. I'll tell you what, let me record something. I'm going to send it to you as a sample and let me know if you think that this is useful. And what I'd really like to do is maybe interview someone on maybe a top 10 tips for um, dealing with plumbing issues before you call a plumber and then feature you know products that you have in here to help people do the things that they do and some of the common mistakes to avoid do you think that would be something I could just come in with my recorder um, get a couple tips from you guys put that together and then show you what that would look like and then maybe record you know maybe four or five episodes and we call that season one. Do you think that would be something that you guys would be interested in? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that, that sounds good. I mean, you know, what's it cost? Well, we can, we can get to that after you decide whether or not you even want to like it. But, I mean, something like this, because it's a niche service, we generally charge anywhere from 1000 to $1,200 for creating this custom content per season. But it's going to be evergreen content, so you can put whatever ads you want in it. You can put whatever kind of stuff you want in it before it and after it. And it's just going to be a way to advertise your business on iTunes so that anybody can get it anywhere. And so they can get you more business, maybe even send business to your website. Oh, well, yeah, we'd be interested. Great. Let me go ahead and create some of that content. I'll get back with you guys, and then we can go from there. And that's how you pitch. I literally just came up with all of that off the top of my head, but it's the same formula, same formula for anything that you're using. So I'm on a roll. I'll talk to you guys in the next wave. All right. Yeah. Now I'm hyped. One of the things that you can do with using your podcast, leveraging your podcast is, of course, you're helping businesses to grow and do their thing. And that is an amazing skill to have. There are always businesses looking for marketing help small businesses medium-sized businesses large businesses colleges and universities are looking for guidance in this area if they were not I wouldn't be teaching a class at a university it's a major university here in Missouri um, there's not a person in the state that does not know what UMSL is or University of Missouri St. Louis or UM St. Louis um, it's a great place to be as far as using the skill that I've developed over the years 
as a way to you know make money. Now the the thing about it is is that you have to get creative, and there may not be anyone doing what it is that you're talking about doing. So for instance, um, if you know of a business or of a university, they all have uh, media kits. Now this works with uh, medium-sized businesses, this works with bloggers, uh, this works with media personalities, this works with, um, believe it or not, this works with state senators, which is something that I personally haven't done, but I do know other podcasters that have done this type of thing. Everyone wants to be interviewed, and they want to be able to share audio with their audiences, with their constituents, uh, with their employees that paint them in the best light. So offering your services as an interviewer for hire is one of the things that you could do. If you've got video skills, you've got camera, you've got equipment, or you have um, connections with a very talented videographer, what you could do is offer a niche video interview that this business is then able to use on their website, in their media kits, to send around, to send people to, so that they can learn about a key aspect of their business, or just a profile of success interview is what I call it, for a CEO, a CFO, a chief information officer, or chief technology officer, chief marketing officer, someone like that at the C-level that would see the value in actually paying for a service like that. And you can charge a premium price. You can start at $1,200, $1,500, $2,000, for going in and setting up a video and audio interview. Or you could charge like 1000 to maybe 1500 bucks to go in, do an audio interview or a series of audio interviews and charge that per interview where you go in, you edit it, you put it up, and you give them the, the full audio to where they can now use it wherever, wherever they want. If they want to put it on iTunes, you can actually walk them through the process of launching it on iTunes. Go out, join an affiliate program like Podbean's affiliate program, sell them the hosting, get them an unlimited account, it's 108 bucks a year. You charge them, you know, cost on the actual hosting. You set up the page, you submit it to iTunes, and now they have a presence on iTunes that you can manage. And if you like, and they want you to manage it for them because they may not have the resources to do it, you can charge them a premium per month on retainer to maintain that. And then once per quarter, maybe you go back in and you, you know, you record a few more episodes. And then that's season two. And you do it in seasons so that they don't feel a need to constantly try to update it. And you manage it for them. And say, for instance, maybe for 1200 bucks a month or, you know, um, $3,000 a quarter, you come in. You record three or four episodes, you upload them to iTunes, and you maintain the channel, and you market the podcast if this is public. There's all kinds of ways to make money with podcasts. You just have to be willing to hustle and think outside the box. A lot of this stuff is stuff that I've done or I have friends in the industry that have done this very thing. Creating podcasts for brands, creating podcasts for celebrities, there's not enough people that know how to do this thing that there's not enough business to go around. That's why I'm telling you guys this stuff. There's so much money out here to be made. You just got to be willing to think outside of the box and then pick up the damn phone and call somebody. That is literally what you got to do. Pick 
up that phone and call somebody. I know I may do another wave and running out of time, but I'll see you in the next one. Okay, I just taught you to fish. <laughs> That's, I mean, literally. Write down what I said that last that last one, because that was a good one. Think about think about that. Think about if could you do that? Could you make a phone call to fifteen places? 10 places, five places to see if they want to do that. Could you call your local hardware store? Find out, you know, speak, try to, try to speak to the owner if it's, you know, an individually managed one to see if they would be interested in you creating a niche podcast for them, audio that they can put on their website. It doesn't even have to go on iTunes. You could literally just record an MP3 file for them and say, hey, let's do this as a test. Maybe you give it to them for free. Maybe you do that. Maybe you do that to get your foot in the door. And you, you do a, a five minute video, or a five minute audio. Um, three tips for um, yard maintenance this spring, featuring one of the products that they wanna push this spring. Uh, personally, I would say don't do it for free because it's it's your time, and um, you want to establish a rate with them first. So know what you want to charge, and say hey for this kind for this type of content uh, in multiple episodes, it's usually about four hundred and ninety seven dollars, and I use four ninety seven because it's just one of those internet-y uh, price points. Uh, if you're in a numerology, somebody told me use four ninety eight. <laughs> so. Um, it's $498 or 500 bucks to record this type of content. It's a minimum of four episodes, uh, which would be your first season. And we cover multiple things within your product offering that we're going to promote to the public. And we can do it by, you know, we do one in spring, we do one in summer, we do one in fall, we do one in winter. And quite honestly, it could just be those four and you know, as new things come out, we record new things, or if you want to feature new stuff for the particular season, then we can record podcasts that way, talking about it. I, I ask questions as a consumer because I'm gonna have the same questions that your customers are gonna have. And then we could do it that way. And maybe we even grab a couple happy customers and uh, they can give some testimonials at the end of the podcast so that people know oh hey actually people are actually using this these are real people and we do it in store with all the noise and everything else we don't need to be in the studio because we want people to know where we are we're going to talk through what we're doing so hey guys i'm at jim's or i'm at jake's um hardware store it's over here on fifth and main and i'm talking to jake jake is one of the guys that works in the the yard tools area so jake i've got this problem with moles what do i do I don't want to kill them, but I don't really want them in my yard. And then Jake goes into talking about, you know, using Grubex to kill the little bugs that they eat because when you remove the food source, the moles will go away eventually. Or you can use one of these sonic spikes to go in the ground and it makes a distress call to the moles. They think that another mole is in trouble, so they beat feet or claws or little hoof things, not hoofs, but little claw things that they have and get out of the area and you'll get them out of your yard. Okay guys, so now you know how to remove moles from your yard 
And uh, hey, thanks, Jim. Again, this is Vernon Jake's Hardware. We're going to come with you with another tip in just a minute. You can play some transition music and then go into the next thing. It is that easy. It literally is that easy. But you have to be willing to think on your feet, think outside the box, and go out there and hustle. It, it's not hard to do. I may actually do this just to see, just to land a client, because I've never gone after a hardware store for anything like that. That was just an idea off the top of my head. I may have to do that and record it um, just to see and just to show you guys how easy it is to land a client. Uh, I really don't want that as a client right now, but uh, maybe I, I need to do it just to get you guys whatever motivation you need to see that it's real. Uh, or maybe I'll get the client and just give it to another podcaster because I, I just don't have time for that type of client right now. But it's that easy, guys. Just taught you to fish. It's up to you to go and cast your rods.